legendary, resilient, iconic star child survivor. Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gaze. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm your other host, Angel. And this is our twice-monthly podcast dedicated to exploring the wide reaches of spirituality without pretending that it all makes sense. Cosmic explorers with no answers. Cosmic survivors. We did it. Yes. I mean, we've almost done it. Um, Done what? Survive 2020. We're almost there. We've almost made it through. Um, Yeah, when this comes out, it'll pretty much be the gateway to 2021. And I have to say, if you are alive and listening to this, congratulations. You've accomplished something pretty major. You're invincible. You've survived a global pandemic of proportions no one has seen in our lifetime unless you're very, very aged. Not to say that we're through it entirely. We're not. (laughs) But. But you're surviving it. You're doing a great job. And just keep doing what you're doing. And I really feel like that's the top of the priority list. So, you know, if you didn't get the book written or launch your online brand or Mm -hmm. buy the house or build the retreat center, it's okay. Exactly. Because you're alive to have another year ahead of you. Yeah. You can launch that new fragrance of yours in 2021. We'd love to test it. Yeah. You can put out your series of dance TikToks. I just sounded 47. I said that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I just like I'm not going to ever talk about TikTok. That what the children are doing? They're dancing wanna, on the TikToks? I don't want to date myself. <laughs> oh, well, I would date you if I were single. Oh, thanks, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are we? Oh, right. Who are you? I'm Brandon Alter. I am a spiritual healer, a queer healer, a queeler by trade. I'm a tarot reader and teacher and astrologer a writer and a mystic and sometimes a performer and that's that's me you are all those things and more i am and i'm angel lopez i am a writer and a producer and an astrologer uh also a queeler and a teacher and the lord of this manor oh are you yes so does that make me the Duchess? Well, you'd be the lady if I were the Lord. I'm the Duchess. Then I'm the Duke. I'm the Princess. Brandon and I went down a rabbit hole of the show Bridgerton. I'm the Queen. <laughs> you are the Queen, honey. Um, and uh, we're not ashamed of it. We had a good time. We really did. Yeah. So We've really just... discovered how, like, that we can just skew toward kind of like basic, basic content. <laughs> basic fare. And have a grand old time there. Yeah, I've just really given over to my own inner basicness. Yeah, like we both have fantasized about being Emily in Paris, and that is okay. Yeah, you know what? It is okay, especially in 2020. Yeah. Whatever well, gets you through. Uh, should we do a little check-in? Yes, please. Tell me, honey. Check in with me. What's going on? What's happening? Um... Well, I almost feel like that we could use this check-in as just like a time to even talk about like sort of this whole year, right? And like what we've learned. Oh, wow. To some degree. Sure. Because honestly, that's kind of where I've been just as far as like 
trying to understand where I am, uh, especially because we're recording this uh, at the Cancer full moon. And uh, being a Cancer moon, uh, this one always really like hits me in a large way. And the Cancer full moon takes place right on that like it is in that polarity of Cancer and Capricorn, the sun and the moon. And Cancer and Capricorn being the, the polarity of past and future. And I always feel like the Cancerful Moon is like an invitation into the present of your emotions. Like, you know, like what am I feeling right now? And how do I process that and move through it? And so I'm really trying to sit with where I'm at after this whole year and what it has brought me. Um, I do really feel like I've been able to, uh, get to a better place around feelings of confidence and security. I'll second that for sure. You have. Yeah. I really feel like I, like I've looked really squarely at just like psychological beliefs and I really want to say wounds that I've just been acting out from and really trying to face them, move through them, um, recognize them, and um, realize that they don't define me, that I don't have to react from those places. I've tried really hard, you know, I feel to like be a better communicator. I know I'm still working on it and I know I'm still fucking up at times, but <laughs> I am trying really hard. I feel bad for you because you have been like, you know, the person I've literally had to been working through all this shit in front of and with at times. Um, but you have been such an amazing partner for this this year. I'm like beyond grateful to have you in my life um, to even just like feel safe enough to like just face my emotional challenges and walls and fears. And I honestly would say because of the safety of our relationship, I have really been able to confront them and face them in real time. Um, so thank you. Oh, for yeah, that. honey. I mean, it's really been my pleasure. I mean, especially because it's so inspiring to watch you like really do this work and to really grow. And I've known you for a pretty long time now. So to see you like <laughs> finally, you know, face this shit that has been like on the edges of your life for a while, it's been really like rewarding for me just to like be witness to it. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think for me, I'm just like trying to recognize that what I've learned this year is like, a greater sense of self-worth and value mm. and that I deserve the things I want mm. in my life and that I can like stop finding ways to sabotage them from coming into existence for fear of getting them and them not being perfect or right or ultimately me not being good enough to have them. And recognizing that I am good enough to have them, that I'm fucking great enough to have them. So sure, this year has been not the most fun by any means, but I do feel like 
in the stillness of having to sit with myself, I was really able to see some of these things. And I do feel like I can move into this new year um, stronger and wiser uh, and a little less fucked up. Bravo. (laughs) Thank you. Well done. What about you? What have I learned? What have you learned? Where are you? Well, I've learned in 2020 that I have curly hair. You're very curly hair. I had no idea. When it gets long, it gets really curly. So I learned that about myself. I learned how to put on my adult pants and be a serious Capricorn boss in the world and stop looking to other people to adult for me, but to just like be the adult that I need. Which has been really rewarding and also tremendously exhausting and annihilating. Like being an adult is so hard, but I've learned that I can do it and that I really don't have it in any other choice. Uh, I've learned and am still learning patience. Oh man, just when I think I've been so patient. It's like when you're waiting in line for a ride at Disneyland and you think you've like gotten to the front of the line, but you realize you've just gotten to the front of the line that leads into the next room. <laughs> oh, totally. Full of another line. That's like where I'm at right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm at the front of the, oh, fuck. So just continuing to yeah. learn patience and surrender. <laughs> well, that's when you just have to watch like the little show that's being put on in the line at Disneyland, yeah, you know? Totally. So, you know, enjoying the process learning that still. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this year has been such a roller coaster. Like the beginning of the pandemic, I feel like I was doing really well and really like surrendering to stillness and silence. And I definitely feel like at the end of the year, I've like backtracked and regressed to some degree. And I'm just like fighting myself and the powers that be. I mean, I'm definitely like in a, you know, end of year grouchy place. This Cancer full moon directly opposes my Capricorn moon, so I am definitely like probably feeling the opposite of you. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, it's so nice to look back, and I'm like, I just want to move forwards, <laughs> and that's like not, not the energy right now. And I mean, I think I already knew this, but 2020 definitely just taught me that nature is a healer, and then that she will hold you and renew your spirit. If you will just get out into her, because she really has been my saving grace in 2020. That's where I'm at, yo. Beautiful. I don't know if it's beautiful, but it's real. It's raw. That's where I'm <laughs> feeling these days. Well, that's good. I mean, I really do think all you can do is like just feel into the presence of every moment, you know? But that's quite a tall order at these times because there's so much to be feeling into. For sure. But if we're not feeling into it, then we're not like fully integrating no i am well aware of what i'm not doing (laughs) i I wasn't trying to shade you (laughs) i mean honestly i think that's why it's been like so rewarding to like watch some of this basic fair like bridgerton or emily in paris or something Mm because it's like a complete container and context that you can like safely feel into because you know it's not like overwhelming like you know what the rules of the game are Whereas personally right now, like to feel into the truth of what I'm feeling at the end of, you know, one of the most relentless years of my life, it just feels like a chasm that like I'm not Mm -hmm. fully ready. It's like an abyss that will swallow me whole. So it's (laughs) nice to have 
really safe places to feel some emotions because I know it's like not going to run away with me. But like it's easier for me to like have access to my emotions about like imaginary circumstances. Right. No, I get that. Like it's easier for me to like cry at a book, you know what I mean? Than to like cry about my own life. Capricorn moon. Which is why we need art, you know, like they're gateways, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can like, if I'm feeling brave, I can like take that imaginary emotional gateway and I can like follow it to like, I can start crying about my life if I need to. Mm -hmm. But I honestly just like, I haven't been brave enough right now. I'm exhausted and I know I'm not the only one. I'm just like, I just feel like I am smushed under somebody's shoe. Yeah. I think that's why it's been good for us to be trying to just take some downtime and rest. That's the solution to exhaustion. Yeah, I know. It's just a very challenging environment in which to be resting right now. It's like you're in the middle of a battlefield and somebody's like, nap time. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> everyone drop your swords. And there's yeah. like cannons going off. Time for a nap. That'd be, that'd be sweet though. If, well, if everybody took a nap, that would be lovely. But mm-hmm. not everyone's taking a nap. Well, everyone in our house can. <laughs> that's true. And that's all that's really affecting you in the moment. That is Just follow true. Noches. I mean, that... That motherfucker's napping every second. <laughs> Napspiration. He is. He He's really napping does. right now, y'all. Right in front of us. I remember, oh gosh, I wish I remember where, but I remember listening to some interview with some guy that was talking about how like dogs are so close to the spirit of sleep. Like watching how they engage with sleep is really inspiring because they're oh, so close yeah. to it. You know, like at any moment, like a dog can be like so excited and dancing around and then they're just passed out totally you know it's so amazing how they can kind of like inhabit both of those worlds so effortlessly well let's live like dogs for at least the rest of the day sorry i just fell asleep oh my god hey what happened (laughs) oh my god we're back well i like that we were talking about some of these things because we just thought we would um take a little tour through through some of the things that kind of got us through this year yeah this is like a year-end segment that we're calling our, Our gaziest things. things. So these are basically just like the things that got us through 2020. So I think we should just like go back and forth. Totally. So what was one of your gaziest things this year? One of my gaziest things. Honestly, one of my gaziest things this year was Kylie Minogue's disco album. Mm-hmm. I second that. Yeah. It just really like got me through in times um you know we could just put that on there were many nights where we were just like where we were like doing dishes or just you know getting through the end of day like cleanup needs and just like putting that on like got it through and one of my favorite highlights of this year was when we watched her concert on TV and had like a dance party oh, I in know. the living room. It was so fun. And we're going to get to do it again on New Year's Eve. Thanks to gazer Jackie Brown. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie Brown. Can't wait. All right. Well, I guess one of my gaziest things, uh, of course, is Disco by Kylie Minogue. But uh, there are some songs that were my gaziest things this oh, yeah? year. Your gaziest playlist. Uh, Well-Traveled by Janet Jackson, a song I didn't know until Angel introduced me to I it. I love that Brandon discovered Janet Jackson in a whole oh, new way this my year. God. That song really speaks to my heart. Um, the song Golden G-String from Miley Cyrus's new album is one of my gaziest things, for sure. Uh, and... And I have to say, 
Back to Me by Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> my number one song on my Spotify on It's truly one of my gaziest things this year. I mean, who knew? One of my gaziest things of this year, um, I guess from like, from a viewing perspective, I mean, though, I think maybe because it was recent, like I do just kind of keep going back to Veneno Ugh. on HBO Veneno. Max, y'all. Babies, go watch Veneno. We talked about it last episode. Mm-hmm. HBO Max still has their free one week trial. <laughs> just get the free one week trial, watch the whole thing, and then don't get HBO Max. Um, <laughs> or get it because there's it, actually a lot of good fun know, stuff. There's a lot there. of good stuff there. But Veneno, truly, truly, truly. I actually kind of want to like watch it again from the beginning. Mm. Yeah, it was really inspiring. But in thinking on like the thing that kind of really got me through like the hardest time of this year, um, I go back to our time of watching Battlestar Galactica. Like just that show was like such uh, like a grounding force through those like intense months of the pandemic. And who knows, maybe we could have been watching like you know, anything at that time. And like, you know, a getaway would have been, you know, all I needed. Um, But there was something about watching that show and it's like intensity and it's like real heart. And also I think like it's version of a world that had really fallen apart entirely. Um, Yet there was still this like drive to find a place to settle and to and to begin again. And I think that that just like having that drive um, in the show really, you know, it was easy to connect to that in those dark moments of this year. Yeah. Mary McDonald, one of this year's gaziest things. I mean, the greatest, the greatest. Well, to switch gears a little bit, one of my gaziest things this year was wax and Wayne jewelry. (laughs) Bought a lot of crystal bracelets and they never let me down. Oh yeah. So we are big supporters of Wax and Wayne Jewelry, and we highly recommend if you're looking for some high-quality, well-priced crystal bracelets. They are by no means a sponsor of this show. They're <laughs> no. just a place we like to spend our money sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if we're talking about places we like to spend our money, we also are big fans of Boy Smells Candles. Like getting a new box of boy smells was like one of my favorite things of this year I for know. sure. Um, We're such ridiculous homosexuals oh that like the God. things that we spent the most money on this year is like crystal bracelets and candles. Well, yeah. And all time pizza. Oh, yeah. All time pizza and bread. Yeah. If you're in LA, um, particularly on the east side, there's a restaurant on Hillhurst called All Time. And Ooh, yeah, it was our provisioner for 2020. <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, kept me 10 pounds up at all times thanks to all of their gluten offerings. Uh, and I am more than grateful for it. Oh, one of my gaziest things is the oatmeal cookie recipe that Brittany Krasner gave me that oh. I must have made at least 20 times this year. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, I'm grateful for that as well. Thank you, vegan oatmeal cookies. Rooibos tea, one of my gaziest things. <laughs> drink a lot of drink a lot of rooibos tea this year. And rose tea. Well, I love that. What is it? Like organic India? Mm-hmm. Tulsi, magical <laughs> yeah. Tulsi rose tea. Oh my God. It is my favorite. It's like a sweet rose. It's not like a your grandmother's like underwear drawer sachet rose. <laughs> and do you have a book that was kind of your like... If you look back on the one that really like just comforted you, grabbed you the most. Oh my goddess. 
That is so hard because there were so many books that I read and loved this year. I mean, I loved the fifth season trilogy. I loved rereading I Am Not Myself These Days. I really loved City of Shy Hunters that you recommended to me. Mm-hmm, I, I love think that, that too. book might have been my number one for 2020. And I'm also like seven eighths of the way through a collection of essays by the scholar, terrorist, occult master, uh, Rachel Pollock. It's called Forest of Souls. And I think it's my favorite book she's written. And it's just been, it's not just about the tarot. It's about Kabbalah and just about opening the heart. And it just connects the dots for me personally between a lot of just different spiritual teachings that I've been marinating in for a long time. And I'm really grateful it's found me at the end of this year. So I want to shout that out too. And I guess probably number one on the list would be our gazers. Truly our gaziest things. Yeah. Really getting to like connect with so many of you um, through our classes, our workshops, um, our DMs, <laughs> our emails. Um, Replying to our newsletters. Yeah, seriously. Like there are so many of you who like we just like consider friends and yeah, family. Yeah, you're our friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, we would say that like in classes or in workshops and I felt like, are people like, oh, okay guys, calm down. You know, but I, I do really feel like there was like a true sense of community that was created and um, that we weren't alone. In I that. know. <laughs> I was even like toying with the idea of having like a gazer happy hour like via Zoom Maybe we'll do it during Aquarius season. Oh, yeah. Just like an hour where like we're on Zoom. And if you want to just like come on by and just like chat and hang out because we really enjoy y'all's company. <laughs> yeah. We're like, just hang out with us yeah. however you can. What have you been watching? What have you been reading? Yeah. Tell us about your lives. What have you been baking? Give me a reading. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> pull cards for us. I know. Some of y'all are so damn good. Um, but hopefully, yeah, we'll be connecting with even more of you this year. We'll be announcing um, all of our like new classes and such um, in the new year. But we do have Breathwork and oh, yes. the Aquarius Season Astro Club that you can sign up for now on our website. Those are happening in January. Yeah. And then later in January, as Angel said, we'll announce... Our Capricorn Grand Vision for 2021. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll just share it all then. Yeah, no need to put the cart before the horse. Well said, Lady Nochington. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, my lord, Los Angeles-ton. Here, here. We're going to do a little uh, talk on the new year, just a little brief speak on it. Yeah, we just wanted to talk briefly about 2021, numerologically, how that corresponds to the tarot. We're going to do an episode uh, in two weeks that's a deep dive into the astrology of 2021. So just know that's coming, and we will really talk more in depth about the unique transits and the signs in which a lot of the action is going to be happening and the planets that are really getting to be in the center stage of 2021. But I thought we would just start by talking about what it means to be moving into a five-year. Because 2021 adds up to five. Two plus two plus one is five. I'd say just to kind of give some context to that, how would you describe the four-year we just moved through? So, you know, four is structure. Four is the building block. It's the four elements, the four directions, the four limbs. You know, four is foundation. 
And I was thinking about this because in some ways this year did feel like we were building foundations, but with all of those planetary retrogrades, it felt like restructuring, which we knew from Saturn and Pluto coming together in early January of 2020. So it's been a foundation that was raised to the ground so that we could slowly start to build it up. And that's really been the main invitation of 2020. New foundation. What is the ground on which you stand? And from that ground, what are the goals that you can move forwards to attain and achieve? And then five is about change. Five is about opening yourself up to more. Because four are the four elements, but then five is that fifth most elusive element. If we talk about, you know, air, earth, fire, and water, the fifth element uh, is ether, but also love, if you ever saw that movie, The Fifth Element. Um, And so five is really where spirit comes in. And we understand that four can only take us so far and that we need spirit to come in and to take us where we are meant to go. Mm -hmm. And that corresponds in the tarot to the card known as the Hierophant. The Hierophant is the fifth major arcana card, not counting the Fool because the Fool is zero. So five is the Hierophant. And so we are moving from an emperor year to a Hierophant year. And Angel, I think you really had quite an emperor year. Yeah. Everything you were talking about, like Mm -hmm. doing the work required to feel worthy of receiving everything that you want, standing in your power. Well, and the emperor is is an Aries energy. And I mean, we had Mars in its home sign of Aries for half of the year. So I think every Aries or anyone with some sort of Aries in their chart was sort of pushed toward that probably. Yeah, standing in your power and owning yourself. And now we move into the Hierophant, which is connected to Taurus. So for a long time, I really couldn't understand why the Hierophant was connected to Taurus because the Hierophant is also known as uh, tradition or the Pope. The Hierophant is a figure of spiritual authority, can kind of represent the church or could represent a medicine person, a healer perhaps. The word itself is a Greek word. And so I'd like to kind of break this down for a moment. So hierophant comes from the Greek hierophantos. And these were the priests that were responsible for the initiatory rites of the Eleusinian mysteries. So what were the Eleusinian mysteries? And apologies if I'm completely butchering that. So Eleusis was a little town in Greece where these mysteries were formed. And they're the mysteries that are connected to the story of Hades and Persephone and Demeter. And you remember that Persephone was stolen by Hades down to uh, the underworld, and she ate the pomegranate that he offered her. And so as a result, she had to spend six months underground winter and then six months above ground summer and spring. You with me so far? Okay, so these were mysteries that taught us about life and death, that taught us about natural cycles. And so the Eleusinian mysteries were really given to us by Demeter, also known as Ceres, who is the great goddess. Ceres is, um, you know, one of the goddesses of the before times, the before before times, that was all about maternal instincts, and in some ways kind of the goddess that represented like agriculture and Mother Earth. And so... 
While the Hierophant represents higher learning and teachings of a spiritual nature, they're teachings that are firmly rooted in the here and now, that are rooted into the earth and natural cycles and teachings. And so that's why the Hierophant is connected to Taurus, because even though Taurus is quite here, you know, quite um, substantial and in some ways materialistic in both the highest octave and the lowest octave, it's through that relationship with the material world, through that relationship with the trees and the mountains and the rocks and the earth and the soil and the rivers and the oceans and the animals and the things that grow in the spring and die in the fall and the winter and then are reborn again that really teach us the true nature of our own souls and our own bodies. And so the deepest spiritual teachings really come from our most available spiritual teacher, who is the earth herself. And so the Hierophant kind of speaks to the initiation that someone will go through to uncover these mysteries, because there were only four types of people that were able to be a part of the Eleusinian mysteries. Those were priests, priestesses, Hierophants, and initiates. Hmm. And so in some ways, to me, 2021 is a year where we're all being initiated into this mystery school. I love that. Well, and it ties into me with the idea of manifestation, because that is also a big Taurus trait, right? So if you think about being able to activate on greater sense, the spiritual sense, it's like from being in that much more whole place... Um, that you are then able to kind of manifest, you know, from your truest self, right? From your whole self. Build from your whole self. Yeah, I think that's really simply put, that this is a building year. And five, as a year of change, is kind of when we change directions. We understand what it is we're really building. Or we stop building the old thing, and we start building the new thing. And it may have a couple of starts and stops. You know, 2021 may have us continuing to restructure as we build, you know? Well, it's an adjustment, right? It's like building from a place of adjustment. So it's like Persephone, right? That Persephone myth of like six months below, six months above on Earth. Um, you know, she had to really make an adjustment, right? To herself, to her to her life, to her understanding of life, um, in order to do it in a way that, you know, where she could feel empower for it, mm. you know? So it's like, how do we take everything that's hit us that, that we've had to let go of that we want to begin, um, you know, adjust our plans, our ideas in a way that still allows us also to like feel empower of what it is we're doing. Yeah, totally. And we'll talk about this in two weeks, but I think it is interesting that it is, well, ju I just, I mean, this is crazy to me that last year or this year, 2020, is a four-year, the emperor, Aries, and Mars was in Aries, as you said, for six months of the year. And then this year, 2021, which is a five, which is the Hierophant, which is Taurus and Uranus, has been in Taurus, but is going to be in Taurus for this whole year and is is one of the big players in 2021. Oh, yeah. The Uranus-Saturn squares that'll be happening in Taurus and Aquarius, respectively, are kind of like the big three-act play of 2021. 
Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, we're kind of being told where to look, right? Yeah, it's like activating. 2020 was about looking to Aries, and now we're looking to Taurus. And thank the sweet goddess, Mars will be moving out of Aries very soon. Oh, yeah. And into Taurus, where he slows down and is able to really root and build and move with strategy and resourcefulness and also with with time. Yeah, you can like make some shit happen that will have longer standing results. Yeah. You know, build off of the ideas of this year, but actually manifest them into something that can grow. Totally. Whereas we Aries like our instant gratification. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to do a whole deep dive into the astrology of 2021 on our next episode. Let that just whet your appetite. Yes. Should we pull a tarot card? Please. So just take a moment, tune into yourself, to your heart. Connect to the cards by listening to the sound of them being shuffled. Using my very first deck that I was ever given by my mom when I was a little kid. It's what I call my tough love deck because it's the Rider weight deck. But sometimes she can be gentle too. And so we're just asking for one card to give us a sense of the energy or the invitation or the message that would be most meaningful to us at the time in which we listen to this episode. the nine of wands reversed okay so to me the nine of wands is about the long winding road the long winding road to any goal and this really feels like a message from spirit directly to me i feel like i'm being read for filth here in the (laughs) sense that if you're not enjoying the journey you're not going to enjoy the destination because that's what it's all about that's about how we get anywhere And so the Nine of Wands really asks us to consider where are we trying to get to and how can we move in a way that is sustainable so that we don't exhaust ourselves before we're even halfway there or that we don't, like the marathon runners of ancient Rome, collapse by the time we get to where we've been told to go. So there's a sense that we need to move slow. And that might be really challenging because a reversed card sometimes indicates our own resistance to receiving this message. Okay, I hear you loud and clear, spirit. I didn't say it. So, you know, continue to move slow. What we haven't mentioned is that it's winter time, except for our gorgeous Southern Hemisphere listeners. And I do apologize that we are so like Northern Hemisphere centric in this program. And I think that's a goal in 2021 to be able to talk about both hemispheres. But, you know, it's winter time for those of us up here. And wintertime is a season for turning inwards and for moving slow and for reevaluating and reflecting. So even if you are in gorgeous Australia and you're preparing for your summer holidays, you can also consider how am I living my life and moving towards the achievement of my goals in a way that is sustainable. Sustainable meaning that you get energy. Energy is generated, excitement and life force and power is generated by the way in which you move after the things that you want. It's like coming home after a day of working on something you love and feeling revitalized as opposed to coming home and just feeling like you've been hit by a semi-truck. 
So see how you can start to shift into that. The Nine of Wands is about the length of time that things take to come to fruition, and sometimes it's a really long time. But that doesn't mean that you can't start it today. I always think about this quote, again, I don't know where it's from, but it's like, a year from now, you'll be glad you started today. So just think, a year from now, what will you be glad you started today? That's all she wrote, our last card of 2020. Thank you. I love it. What was your center card for your year ahead spread for 2020? It was the Knight of Pentacles. And how did that, looking back, how does that resonate for you? Well, I do feel like I, you know, found a way into just like, just my physical being. I mean, there was so much about this year that was literally about like the state of our physical being. And I think for myself, even personally, like I had to really learn to feel much more like confident and comfortable and stable in my physical being and in what I can bring into form. Yeah, that totally resonates. What was yours? Was the Ace of Swords. Oh, really? Yeah. So how can you look back on that? I mean, I already talked about it to some degree, which is like, you know, I think of the Ace of Swords as a brand new story for your life. And this year was exactly that, a brand new story for my life. Even just the idea of like stepping into being an adult and, you know, not looking to other people to give me authority, you know, being my own authority. um, That feels so Ace of Swords to me. And it really was in so many ways a year where I stopped circling the drain of patterns that I've been doing for so long and I just put some new patterns and habits into place. So not easy, but valuable. I'm hoping for something sweeter next year. <laughs> well, if you think about it, you could look at a as the ace of swords is like the prologue totally. to your new book. Yeah, it could be. I know. I'd really love like the mother of pentacles. Like that feels like really nice as the center of my wheel for 2021. All right. Well, don't put pressure on it in case it's like the five of (laughs) fucking swords. I didn't want to say you bitch. I didn't put it out there. I think you're allowed to say what you want. Of course you should state what you want. So I'm saying it. I'd love to have the mother of pentacles in the middle or even like the page of wands feels gorgeous. I like that. I would take the nine of pentacles again. I had that a couple of years ago. That was nice. I'd take the star, of course, who wouldn't. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, look, for me personally, 2021 is a death year. So I just know that that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I survived my hanged man year. So Yeah. Well, I'm heading into a sun year. So I want actually the sun to be at the center of my spread. But I had the sun reversed last year. So I'd really like to have it. Direct. Direct. Yeah, totally. But, you know, I'll take a Ten of Cups. Oh, honey. I'll certainly take a Ten of Pentacles. What about a Three of Cups? Even a Two of Cups? I mean, I'll take a Two, a Three, sure. An Ace? Yeah, even a Six. (laughs) 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 All right, babies. We fucking love y'all. You all are spiritual gays. We're gazers. This is just a community of people. Or opening up to their queerness, who respect that they are gateways for something greater than what can be seen. And we are so, so grateful to be connecting with you and continuing this exploration together. Yeah. I want to give special shout outs to the folks who shared themselves with us through Spirit Talks this year. I know we didn't get to have as many as we normally do, but we did get to have amazing talks with Ryan Allen. We love you, Ryan. We miss yes. you. Um Austin Young. Austin, you gorgeous glamour puss. We adore you. Such a dream. 
uh, Mantis. You mystical wizard. We live. We cherish you. Kumbi Butler. Ah, Yogi of Yogis. The Earth Witch. Oh, my goddess. And, of course, Don Kilhefner. Ah, the gay Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, truly. If you uh, didn't get a chance to listen to any of those, definitely go back. Stop what you are doing and listen to that right now. Yeah, they were all fantastic talks. And we look forward to some really exciting ones in the new year. So you know where to find us, thespiritualgaze.com. You can find us on Twitter at spiritualgaze, Instagram at thespiritualgaze. You can write us an email at thespiritualgaze at gmail.com, mm-hmm. or you can just slide into our DMs on Instagram. Yeah, you can hit us up on Facebook. I mean, it's well. a mess in there. Like, it's a hot mess in those DMs. <laughs> so, like, just know. We do our best. It may get lost if you really, you know, like, need to get a hold of us and emails better. But you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, until we meet again, this has been your transit through the spiritual game.